It's great to be here tonight with you. There was a time Sean Zebach was here and he had preached Sunday morning and he came back on Sunday night and I remember he said, we're all back on Sunday night. Uh, you know, these are my people. We're the fanatics. And I don't know why, but I loved that, that comment. You know, it's exciting to, to get together and, and worship God together. There's a lot of places that we could be right now, but, but here we are. You know, as we speak, the, the Super Bowl's happening. No doubt there's millions of people tuning in watching that. I want to tell you that there's no place I'd rather be than right here worshiping God with you, my brothers and sisters in Christ. <clears throat> Tonight, I want to talk about being fervent in spirit. If you're, uh, if you're wondering about that word fervent and what it means, the literal uh, definition, it means very hot or boiling. In a more figurative uh, interpretation or in, in how it's meant in this phrase, fervent in spirit, it means uh, earnest, intent, zealous, passionate, sincere, or heartfelt. You know, there was a, I guess it was a couple of weeks ago, Paul Kevin got up and to start our service on Sunday morning and you could tell that he was excited. He was visibly uh, excited to be here that morning. And I think it had something to do with the fact that we had a lot of people here. There was a lot of people here on that Sunday morning and uh, people that we hadn't seen in a while. You know, with the pandemic going on, there's a lot of people that we, we just haven't got to, got to see in a long time. And when we get together, that's just so encouraging. You know, and just, just seeing how fired up Paul, Paul Kevin was about that, you know, it got me fired up. Uh, you know, you could tell he was, he was enthusiastic about it. I think that, you know, even our, our singing might have had a little extra oomph that morning from that little short jolt of enthusiasm. And, you know, it just kind of got me to thinking about being excited to be around brothers and sisters in Christ, being excited to, to come here and worship together. And, you know, it made me think about being passionate about those things, being passionate about serving God, serving others, and being zealous about the gospel. In uh, Romans chapter 12, starting in verse 10, we read, Be kindly affectionate to one another with brotherly love, and honor giving preference to one another, not lagging in diligence, fervent in spirit, serving the Lord. You know, we've got to be passionate, passionate about serving the Lord. You know, I can get pretty fired up in conversation uh, with people about business stuff these days. Used to, I'd get really fired up about sports. Depending on what year, what year it is or was, uh, might get fired up and want to talk about politics. You know, but all of those things are, are not things that our passion needs to be for or that we need to be passionate about, passionate about or have zeal towards. We've got better and more important things to get excited about. We've got Christ. We've got the gospel. So what are, you, what are you passionate about? Or what do you get excited over? You know, the, the things that we're passionate about are, are the things that we think about. The things that we, we dwell on. We spend time on these things. We're vested in them. We almost, we almost crave them, in a sense. 
like food needed to survive, we feel that we need those things and, and we want to talk about those things. We want to be involved in those things. What did, what did Jesus crave? What was he involved in? In John chapter 4, starting in verse 33, we read, Therefore the disciples said to one another, Has anyone brought him anything to eat? And Jesus said to them, My food is to do the will of him who sent me and to finish his work. Do you not say there are still four months and then comes the harvest? Behold, I say to you, lift up your eyes and look at the fields, for they are, all, they are already white for harvest. You know, here we see Jesus was, was passionate about doing the Father's will. Passionate about serving God's purpose. You know, there was nothing else. You know, his disciples were concerned about food, about the physical needs in life, uh, these temporary things. But Jesus wasn't. He was concerned and his, with the Father's will, and His will was aligned with the Father's. And it showed in every word and action that He took. His desire was for God's will to be done, and He meant it. It was heartfelt. You know, as I've, uh, as I've gotten older, as I've grown up a little bit, I've sometimes, I guess, had the thought or wondered about when certain things might become my responsibility. You know, in regards to Christ and the gospel, verse 35 answers that question. That time is now. You know, as a father, there's, there's no doubt that now is that time. I've got, uh, me and Jacqueline now have two kids and a third on the way. And there's nothing like kids to make you realize how much responsibility you have. You know, if you want to get really fired up and passionate about Christ, just think about these kids' souls all the kids that we have in this congregation. Just this morning, <clears throat> you know, I was sitting over here behind Sawyer and he was holding Kaysen and Titus was uh, sitting in front of me and he was holding Daniel. And I made eye contact with Kaysen and he just gave me a little grin as I'm sure many of the kids have done to you if you, if you sit behind them. And you can just see the innocence in their eyes. And you can see why Jesus said in, in Matthew chapter 19 and verse 14 that of such is the kingdom of heaven. You can tell that with, when you look at and when you deal with these kids, with these children. You know, we think about that innocence and, and the things that we know wait for them in the world to take that innocence away. And there are going to be so many things competing for their excitement, for their passion. We better be passionate and show our passion for Christ, for loving each other, for loving the church, and spreading the gospel. Those are the things that we want them to grow up to be passionate about, and we've got to give them that example. We have to be fervent. We have to mean what we do, or they'll see right through it. In Colossians chapter 3, verses 23 and, 20, 23 and 24, we read, And whatever you do, do it heartily as to the Lord and not to men, knowing that from the Lord you will receive the reward of the inheritance, for you serve the Lord Christ. You know, we serve... Christ. That's exciting in, its, in and of itself. You know, that's something to be passionate about. You know, everything that we do for Christ, we can do zealously. We can do it with sincerity. In Ecclesiastes chapter 9 and verse 10, we read, whatever your, hands, whatever your hand finds to do, do it with your might. For there is no work or device in knowledge or wisdom in the grave where you're going. You know, we've got a really short time to be passionate about Christ and to make an impact on others around us. What are you waiting for?
You know, there's been a, a lot of things that have slowed, slowed down this year with, with COVID and the pandemic. And I've heard, uh, I've heard some people say, you know, what a bad time it is to be alive. You know, especially young people whose, whose school years have been turned upside down. They've missed so many things, you know, during their senior year of, of school or uh, going to college or whatever that might be. You know, they've just missed out on so many opportunities. You know, I've heard people talk about politics and how negative and discouraging things seem to be. Uh, things just aren't going well for the country. It's all going downhill. You know, I've heard, heard them say, you know, I wish we could just go back to the good old days or, you know, something similar to that. And when I hear those things, I remember something that Marlon Cole said, Marlon Cole said when he was teaching here one time, and I don't think I'll ever forget it. He said, the best time to be alive is right now because you are alive. Isn't that true? We're alive right now. We're not going to get another time to be alive. We have to be passionate and intentional with the time that we have. And we've got to do everything we do heartily and with all our might. <clears throat> in 1 Peter chapter 4, verses 1 and 2, we read, Therefore, since Christ suffered for us in the flesh... Arm yourselves also with the same mind, for he, for he who has suffered in the flesh has ceased from sin, that he no longer should live the rest of his time in the flesh for lust of men, but for the will of God. Because of Christ and through Christ, we've been saved. We've been redeemed. We've been washed clean. And because of that, we live the rest of our time for the will of God, to serve Him. In Ephesians chapter 2 and verse 10, we read, For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. You know, there's so many things for us to do as Christians to fulfill God's purpose and glorify him. We're so blessed in Christ. <clears throat> We've got to be passionate and enthusiastic about the, the blessings that we have in Christ and use that passion to further the gospel. Jesus told the Laodiceans in Revelation chapter 3 and verse 15, I know your works, that you are neither hot nor cold, that you are neither cold nor hot. I could wish that I could wish you were cold or hot. What are your works today? Are they cold or are they hot? <clears throat> or are they lukewarm? They need to be hot. You know, are the, are the things that we're doing heartfelt? Are they sincere? Are we zealous? Do we mean the things that we're doing? Do we mean the things that we say? You know, we're blessed to have God's grace. In Titus chapter 2, we read that it's His grace that teaches us to live looking for the blessed hope and glorious appearing of our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ, who gave himself for us that he might redeem us from every lawless deed and purify himself, his own special people, zealous for good works. You know, as Christians, we have the, the greatest of any blessings on earth. We have redemption. Doesn't that excite you? You know, we're a special people and we need others to see that. That's the blessings that we receive in this life are what help propel and teach the gospel to the world. Our works are, or our actions are the, the manifestation of, of what we're passionate about. 
what we think about, what we dwell on. <clears throat> when that thing is Christ and teaching Him to others, God is glorified. In 1 Timothy chapter 6, verses 17 through 19, we read, Command those who are rich in this present age not to be haughty, nor to trust in uncertain riches, but in the living God, who gives us richly all things to enjoy. Let them do good, that they may be rich in good works, ready to give, willing to share, storing up for themselves a good foundation for the time to come that they may lay hold on eternal life. Now, as Christians, we trust in the living God and we're blessed for it. We've got to let those blessings pour out of us. You know, I talked to, to some of you and you can tell when, you, when you're talking to somebody that really studies God's Word. You know, it just pours out of them. They can't help it. Some of you are that way. We need to all be that way. God's Word and God's blessings need to just come pouring out of us and share that with others. You know, I guess it was a, a couple of months ago, Trevor Teal was here, he spoke on joy and, and Christian joy. It comes when we, when we empty ourselves uh, of anything that we want, of any selfish uh, desires or ambitions that we have, and we become passionate about serving others, about loving others, and meaning it. You know, genuinely doing that, sincerely loving others fervently. All those things are synonym after synonym. They mean the same thing. <clears throat> First Peter chapter 4 Starting in verse 8, we read, And above all things, have fervent love for one another, for love will cover a multitude of sins. Be hospitable to one another without grumbling. As each one has received a gift, minister it to one another as good stewards, and of, as good stewards of the manifold grace of God. If anyone speaks, let him speak as the oracles of God. If anyone ministers, let him do it as with the ability which God supplies, that in all things God may be glorified through Jesus Christ. To whom belong the glory and the dominion forever and ever. Amen. You know, we read, above all things, a fervent love for one another. When we've emptied self and are, and are only looking to serve others, then God is glorified. We've got to get on board with that mindset. Not complaining because we have to do something for someone else, but wanting to do that. 1 Peter chapter 1, starting in verse 22, Since you have purified your souls in obeying the truth through the spirit and sincere love of the brethren, love one another fervently with a pure heart, having been born again, not of corruptible seed, but incorruptible, through the word of God, which lives and abides forever. You know, simply put, we've got to mean it. We have to, to be motivated from a pure heart in our love towards one another and sincerely want to do good for one another. You know, go the, go the second mile as, as Van talked about this morning. With our families, with our church family, with those who are lost, with our enemies. In everything we do and with everybody we come in contact with. We have to mean it in worship, in singing, in loving one another in spreading the gospel, in our prayer. Not going through the motions in these things, but being intentional and zealous in our efforts to follow Christ. 
And as we, as we leave here tonight and go through the week and the coming months, I hope that we can align with what Paul wrote to the Colossians. In Colossians chapter 1, verses 27 through 29. He wrote, To them God willed to make known what are the riches of the glory of this mystery among the Gentiles, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. Him we preach warning every man and teaching every man in all wisdom that we may present every man perfect in Christ Jesus. To this end I also labor, striving according, striving according to His working, which works in me mightily. I hope that as we go through the coming weeks, we'll allow Christ to work in us mightily. <coughs> that we will allow the blessings that we receive in Christ to be evident to those that don't know Christ so that they may come to Him and obey the gospel. If you're here tonight and, and you've not obeyed the gospel, I'd like to ask you to please consider that. You know, there's so many blessings in a life dedicated to Christ. We have water here. We're ready to baptize you if you're ready to do that. If you need prayers, the congregation is ready to pray for you, pray with and for you. If you're here and you're one of either class, we'd ask you to please come as we stand and sing.